Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of See You at the Campground, a guide to discovering community, connection, and a happier family in the great outdoors. Ten years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We'll also keep you dialed in with the latest RV innovations for people in the know. Pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, we have another awesome campground review of a very on-trend new RV resort in South Carolina, just outside of Myrtle Beach, and it's called Carolina Pines. And our friend, Bill Safraza, which I hope I said right, which go ahead and make fun of me if I didn't say it No, I'm not going to. Listen, nobody says it right. So then say it for me on air. Sferaza. It's be, it's 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 ma, it's because of me, Bill. It's I, I just have some weakness with your it's last name. It's it's the name. It's just the way it's spelled. It's hard to say. So uh, we're so excited to have Bill here, and I want to tell everybody a little bit about Bill before he he dives into the campground review. So Bill is um, one of my favorite photographers in the world, and I really truly mean that, Bill. I mean. I love your photography, and I really, really want to get you back on the show at another time to do a photography episode. So can you promise you'll do that with me? Oh, absolutely. And I appreciate you saying that's really nice. Uh, But, you know, the reason that we're talking today is because I noticed one of your photos on your Instagram account. Before I was interested in RVing or anything, um, I was starting to do a little research, and one of your images popped up, and that's when I reached out to you just to say, you know, wow, I loved this image. So you're a pretty good photographer yourself. Well, thank you so much. So listen, before we, we dive into this campground review, tell everybody what you do with Disney Image Makers and now also with a camper and a camera. Give everybody some of your, your background as a, a photographer. So... Um, I was going to Disney World, you know, once or twice a year. Uh, I'm, I'm a Disney Vacation Club member, and um, we would go down there all the time. And I was taking a lot of family pictures. And my friend in the neighborhood here, my friend Eric, uh, was also a Disney fan, and he has daughters the same age as mine. And we would travel together, and we would take pictures together, and we ended up starting to just share them online. And um, it, it kind of turned into this social media page that grew, and we uh, we ended up doing some work for some magazines that were Disney-related, um, and it's just snowballed. We've uh, built up a nice following in the Disney community, and, um, you know, we just uh, – it, it's been about six or seven years now where we, we you know, we post di- our Disney images, and uh, we put out a couple of coffee table books uh, about the Disney parks and – Uh, we started a YouTube channel where we talk mostly about photography and, you know, we get into that. So it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting few years, uh, with the social media stuff. I mean, what a coincidence though, that there are these two guys who are both amazing photographers and both like really have a deep love of Disney and you guys know each other and and live by each other. It's kind of like reminding me of like John Lennon and Paul McCartney in Liverpool. Well, here's the thing, though. I wasn't I mean, an amazing photographer. Eric was. He is my favorite photographer. And, you know, I was the guy that I'd see him at all the birthday parties and functions in the neighborhood with a big camera. And I'd be like, you know, what are you doing? You know, I had my little Canon T1i with me and I was 
shooting around and uh you know I'd, I'd pick his brain and i kept picking his brain and his brain and and eventually we started to you know get together more and hang out and i ended up buying one of his older cameras and he really you know taught me photography and then once you know the basics you kind of develop your own style and go on from there but that's really how i got started and it was it was very you know interesting that our kids were the same age they happened to be friends so it, it kind of put us together like that Hey, you're being humble too. I mean, Disney image makers on, on Instagram, how many followers do you guys have? I mean, it's a huge account at this point. Uh, I'm something 70 something thousand followers. Yeah. And both of your work together is, is stunning. And I think of the, the, the photography of the fireworks and the photography of Cinderella's castle. And I mean, you guys have just explored all of the parks th- through your cameras and it's I follow a lot of the Disney accounts, and it's just by far my favorite. So now you're also an RV owner, and yes. you're doing a lot of photography of your trips. I mean, it just seems to come naturally to you as you move into RV life. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing with photography now as an RV owner. Well, um, I I really enjoy photography in general. I just happen to be going to Disney a lot, and that became my subject. But now that I'm traveling with the RV and the RV is just a great way to uh, explore the photography hobby because it's always something new and you're usually in some sort of picturesque, you know, environment or you're going to visit one. So it really works out well. And uh, so I've been doing some shooting, you know, just of the RV and different things. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. You post your images online and you get contacted by people. And I've done some work for Jellystone and now I'm doing some work with Jayco. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's been uh, it's been great. And um, so and on Instagram, if everyone wants to follow you, it's a camper and a camera, right? Yeah, I just that's like it's like a fun little account. And I just, you know, I'll throw up a couple of pictures from each trip usually. And, you know, it's. It's just just my. It's usually just my camper or maybe a place that we're going to. All right, listen. You're going to give us a great review of Carolina Pines, which I'm I'm really excited to visit at some point soon. But before we dive in, we do have a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco. There are a few lessons that RVers learn quickly. Things aren't always easy. There's always some work to be done and a helping hand to be shared. A little dirt never hurt, and the forecast doesn't always cooperate. But the most important thing that RVers ever learn is that a bit of resilience goes a long way. So let's lead the charge back together. RVers were built for this. Jayco was built for this. To find out more, visit jayco.com slash built for this for comeback related news and advice. So Bill, get us situated. Where is Carolina Pines and what kind of cool things are around it? Well, it's in the Myrtle Beach area of South Carolina. It's actually in Conway, South Carolina. I would say it's about uh, maybe 20, 25 minutes from you know, the boardwalk of Myrtle Beach, you know, like the heart of Myrtle Beach. And uh, it's, you know, like I said, it's about 15, 20 minutes from the beach. And, uh, you know, I really, we didn't explore too much other than the beach and the campground. It's such a nice campground that we didn't have to do much outside of that. I've been to Myrtle Beach a number of times and there's places like Broadway at the beach, uh, which is like a dining and shopping uh, environment uh, and then barefoot landing which is also the same type of thing it's a shopping environment restaurants you know a house of blues uh, so there's that it's really it's really a beach town i mean you've been there many times i know you you've reviewed it plenty of times and it's a uh, it, it's just a great place to go with the family so this is the type of place like if you want to go and have a myrtle beach family vacation 
you might not necessarily choose Carolina Pines because there are so many great campgrounds right in Myrtle Beach, many of them right on the beach. But if you want to go have a RV resort vacation and maybe do Myrtle Beach for a day or a day trip and then really spend some time at a gorgeous campground, then this really might be the place for you. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, it's... uh... They they do have their own little beach club that there's a shuttle that runs to, but it's about a 20, 25-minute ride from the campground. So it's not as easy as a lot of the campgrounds that are right on the beach there in, in Myrtle Beach. But the resort itself, uh, in my opinion, is is much more, I, I don't know, not, not nicer, just a different. It's more of a... Uh, I don't know. I, I equate it to like the level of like Disney hotels or Disney properties. It's just at a different level than any other campground that I've been to. And coming from Bill, who when you talk about Disney resorts, I mean, you have been to many, if not most of them. Yeah. And uh, last year was the first time I actually went to Fort Wilderness. And I know you love Fort Wilderness. It's one of your favorites. And while this campground it's it's different than Fort Wilderness because it's brand new. It's not as grown in as Fort Wilderness. I think it has nicer amenities. So let's let's dive in and, and get specific here. So, what's it like when you pull in? They have this the the entrance. There's these big beautiful signs on the side in like this craftsman style. I, I don't even know what it's called. Like a, the entranceway is very grand. I'll just put it that way. And there's a beautiful check in building. You go inside. There were. I think maybe four reception people to check you in. There was no waiting. Uh, there's a big TV and like lounging area on the right. And then they have like a, a little gift shop uh, on the left-hand side when you walk in. And it was a very easy, quick process to get checked in, you know, get our uh, site information and the packet they give you. And then we were on our way. So this is resort camping, and I know, I mean, it seems like you guys really like resort camping, because I know you've done, do. you've done Castaways and Massey's Landing, and it just seems like this type of campground is on trend, on point right now, and we're going to keep seeing more places like this, I think. I hope so. I hope this is the trend that's going forward. I mean, we, I listened to all of your previous campground reviews, so I had a list when we got our RV of all these places that I wanted to go to. And last year we hit a lot of those, you know, like Normandy farms, anchor down Fort wilderness, ocean lakes. So we went to a lot of the premier campgrounds around, you know, the East coast. And this is just that it's a next level up from those. And I know that a lot of our listeners that are on the West coast kind of often scratch their heads when they hear about this type of of resort campground experience, because there just are not as many of these out West as we tend to have here on the East coast and, you know, in the South, et cetera, et cetera. Now you, in your notes here, you said they even had a really nice like gift bag when you checked in. Well, you know, we're in the middle of the pandemic. And, uh, so as soon as we walked in, they, they handed us a, uh, I guess it was like a, a vinyl bag, and inside of it was a, a package with four masks in it. They also had hand sanitizer, sanitizing wipes, um, and uh, I think that was pretty much it. But they, you know, and that was free. They handed that to every guest that came in, so you had that. And they did enforce wearing a mask in all the indoor spaces, uh, but out outdoors, uh, you you know, you didn't have to wear the mask like around the pool and things like that. But we always had our masks with us, and if we ever felt, you know, like it was getting a little crowded, you could put them on if you wanted to. But uh, we never felt that way. There was, it was it's a very big campground. 
that's great information. And that's, you know, it's become really important for Stephanie and I this summer as, as we're traveling and as we're talking about campgrounds here on the podcast. I think people want to know in advance that the camp, a lot of people anyway, want to know in advance if the campground is kind of taking the pandemic seriously and what measures they're taking. And just hearing that from you reassures me and, and would make me feel more comfortable going. Now, your picture, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Your pictures of the sites were pretty awesome. Looked like the sites were really, really nice there. So what are we to expect with the different types of site options? Well, there's really only two site options on the whole property, and they're arranged in different sections. But there's a a deluxe pull-through site and then a back-in site. The pull-through site is all concrete. It's, it's, I don't know, I didn't measure it, but I have a 35-foot trailer with a my truck is about 21 feet long and I could easily put my truck trailer and another truck behind the RV and still have room to put a golf cart on the site. I mean, they are very, very large sites. I mean, you could have any size rig and truck and have no problem parking all of it on your site. And and for this summer too, in this age of coronavirus, like I'm all about big sites. Like I don't want to go somewhere and have another RV six feet away from me right now. And I, you know, maybe you know, some of that might be psychological, whatever, because it's not like people are going to be right next to you. It's the back of their RV. But I want big sites this summer, so I'm glad. To, I'm glad to hear they were. Um, yeah, they're they're very long, but they're not they're not super wide. I mean, they're definitely wide enough. You're not on top of your neighbor in any way. But you know, it's brand new, so there's really no growth or anything to separate the sites. So you you are looking at the next RV next to you on both sides. It's just the way it is right now. Well, if you get the long pull through you know you can also expect the super wide site but they looked spacious to me Um, yeah they were and did you prefer the pull through to the back ends i mean would you also recommend the back end sites well i mean they the there's only a ten dollar difference in the price and you know for i i think i would prefer to have the pull through site Uh, i enjoy having the concrete i didn't have to worry about leveling everything was perfectly level uh it was just it's just it was a cleaner you know, set up. Uh, the other sites are gravel with a concrete pad. So you back in, they're not as long. Uh, you still have plenty of room, but they're just not as big as the pull-through sites. Gotcha. I think I might go with the pull-through myself. All right, we're going to come back and Bill's going to break down the campground a bit more for us, talk about some of the different sections in the campground and the amenities. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone. Blackstone is the original outdoor griddle. With millions of Blackstone sold, they are changing the way that America cooks outdoors. Blackstone lets you cook everything you can cook on a traditional grill and a thousand things you can't. Do you want an amazing breakfast? How about lunch and dinner? The solid steel flat top infuses the flavors, and you've got enough surface to cook for the hungriest army. This summer, pick the accessories that are right for you. Now, believe it or not, if you have the 17-inch Blackstone griddle, they make a backpack to carry it around in. And I've posted pictures of this backpack. I own this backpack. And some people think, oh, my God, that's crazy. I'm not going to carry a Blackstone griddle around on my back or go hiking with it. And my response is, 
I'm not going to go hiking with it either, but if I'm carrying it to a picnic table or I'm bringing it maybe up to the beach just from the parking lot, this is a great way to carry that 17-inch Blackstone griddle, and that backpack is available at Walmart. So there's a Blackstone for everybody. If it's not a Blackstone, it's not a griddle. Cook anything, anytime, anywhere. Head over to blackstoneproducts.com to see their complete lineup of griddles and accessories. So, Bill, the campground has different sections. Tell us a little bit about what to expect in some of these different sections. Well, when you pull in through the main gate, you, uh, you know, there's a, a check-in booth and to the left of the check-in booth is the first section that opened and that's section a. And in that section is mostly back insights. They have, I think about 30, uh, pull throughs, but there's 103 back insights in that section. And that was the first section that opened in the park. So it's a little more mature. The trees are growing in a little bit. Uh, there's a, it was a, uh, well, now it's an indoor pool. They, it, it was when it was first built, it was just the pool, but they've covered it. And now you have an indoor pool and spa, a laundry section. There's a dog park there. There's horseshoes in that section. Uh, so that, and that's also where they have annual sites. They also have you know, you can buy or rent a site for this for the entire year. And there were people that do that. And this is the section that you would do that in. And uh, then you, you cross over the other side of the main road. And this is a section B. Now, this section is interesting because it's mostly cabins. There's 112 cabins there in, I would say, about five or six different varieties. Some of them have a spiral staircase in front that has an upper deck. Others have a beautiful front porch on them with a big screen TV and a fireplace outside. So there's a lot of different cabin choices here. And they also have sprinkled in there um, some RV sites opposite the cabin. So if you're traveling with someone that doesn't have an RV, this would be perfect for that area. So on point. That is so on point right now. In the year 2020 for campgrounds, a lot of people want to travel with their friends that don't own RVs. And 10 years ago, when Stephanie and I started, the cabins would all be in one place. The tent sites would all be in another. And then the RV sites would be somewhere else. And I really like to see when they're mixed up a little bit so you can have a large group camping together. Yeah, Yeah, this section was great with that. And there's also in the middle of this section is an entire... I don't know what you call it, like an outdoor sports area. They have um, a turf, just like a turf field that's fenced in. There's also a basketball court, pickleball courts, another laundry. Uh, They have a dog wash and another dog park. And there's a playground in this section also. I can't wait to be like retired and playing pickleball at an, an RV resort in South Carolina. Uh, you know, I, I, we haven't we haven't played it yet, and we've been to a couple of campgrounds now that have pickleball, but I've yet to see it being played. So I'm not really sure. It looks like a smaller version of tennis, but I'm not really sure how it goes. We'll learn together. Let's play together. We'll we'll make we'll make a pickleball date. That's fine. I would love to do that. All right. Was everything open in terms of these amenities? Was anything closed because of COVID? Uh, no, the entire. Everything that was, you know, open, that was, you know, available. The only thing, well, no, everything was open. Yeah. The only thing that wasn't open was the the restaurant that they have on site. They weren't doing indoor seating. So that was really the only thing that was uh, closed for COVID. But everything else, everything else was open. So tell us about, I mean, this is an amenity-rich campground. I mean, were any other highlights in, in terms of amenities? Well, yeah, I mean, th- well, f- you know, there's another section that has most of the RV sites. I don't know if you want to hear about that or... No, go ahead. You- tell us. Tell us. Yeah. 
so where we were was in the newest section that just opened, and that's sex, uh, section C and D. And it's got 118 premium pull-through sites and 100 back-in sites. And this is really like the main hub of the resort. This is arranged in like a semicircle in front of the, I, I guess it would be the entire pool complex. And it's really the the, the hub of the resort where all the restaurants, the food, um, the, the main store, all that's in at the top of this section. So this section is really the, the biggest and right behind it, there's another section that isn't even open yet. They're still under construction. And that's going to be an all back end section that's also in this area. And so this 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 area here was brand new. Uh, the, there was no you know nothing to separate the sites. None of the trees had really grown in yet. And in this section, there are nine or there I think there are about maybe five or six cottages that are actually for sale. And then in the new section that they're working on, there's going to be nine cottages that you can actually buy for about ninety thousand dollars. A dream that Stephanie and I have discussed over the years is to have like a permanent RV site in South Carolina and a permanent RV site somewhere in New England and go back and forth. And this, a place like this sounds like it could really fit the bill for us. Now, this is a huge campground, right, Bill? I mean, this is like hundreds yeah. and hundreds. Does it feel like the size of Fort Wilderness practically? Um, not as big as – not as spread out as Fort Wilderness, uh, but it's it, it, it does have a lot of sites. It's a big campground. This is a campground where – if you're going to rent a golf cart, this is the place to do it. I mean, it's it's a long walk sometimes, depending on where your site is, to get to certain amenities. All right, well, let's talk about that. The, the list of amenities here is huge. I mean, what's some, yeah. what are some of the highlights? Okay, so there is a courtyard that is wrapped by three buildings. And in one of the buildings is a bath, like a bathroom, uh, bathhouse, that, that's for one of the pools, and a full gym, like you know, like a gym that you would be, have a membership to. It wasn't like five machines. This was a, this was a gym, you know, I mean, you could easily 50 people could work out in there at the same time. And then the other building has a billiard room in it. It has like a conference room. There's the restaurant that's on site. And, um, I think it's called low country landings bistro. And then that has attached to it an outdoor window that you can also order all sorts of food and desserts and drinks from. And the other building is the camp store, the arcade, and the indoor bowling alley. Um, and then inside of the courtyard there, they have seating. They have uh, a lot of comfortable uh, areas for seating. There's um, fire pits, gas fire pits, and there's also a cornhole set up to play. Now, when you said before, this has the feel of like a Disney resort, I mean, that, that picture is really coming together for me right yeah. now as you're as you're running through the amenities so how much does it cost to camp here and, and did you have any trouble booking a site for your trip well the 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 campground i, I want to say my average price for the site came out to about 103 dollars. i was there for six nights i believe but it seems like a very dynamic pricing scheme because all six nights were a different price yeah. so one was ninety dollars one was 95 one was 105 one was 99 it would so the, the prices were all over the place so i don't know how they structure but i would say for the the site the average would be about between 100 and 110 in the middle of the summer and then the the back end sites were about ten dollars less I would be surprised if they were less than that, right? I mean, that, that price makes sense when compared to 
Massey's Landing, Castaways, all of these other types of campgrounds oh, yeah. that are resort styled. And I, I know some people listening to the podcast sort of flinch and when they hear $100 a night, but you have to consider that you could have a whole vacation here and not leave the campground. I mean, your entertainment is included in that price. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, you, you know, coming from, I live on Long Island. I know you live in, in New Jersey and the like you said, the prices up here to me, a hundred dollars for this level of campground is a bargain. You know, it just seemed it seemed very reasonable for what we were getting. And I I didn't even mention, you know, in that other section I was just talking about, there's a serenity area. It doesn't mean kids aren't allowed in it, but it's it's a quieter area where there's also two more pools, uh, a spa. And uh, they have wait service that comes around the pool so you can order food and drinks and have it brought to the pool. And and. You know, you'd say, wow, that's a great campground. But then there's another pool section on the other side of this main hub area where there's a full water park with dumping buckets and, you know, slides and not just slides for kids. Like there were, you know, slides that adults were using. There's a huge zero entry uh, pool that has, you know, a, a little spray park for little kids in it. And uh, there's actually a proposed lazy river that hasn't been built yet. Oh my goodness! I mean, I think that I think that Stephanie would want to just be dropped off at the Serenity section, and then the rest right. of us would would go elsewhere. Um, cell service and Wi Fi, any good here? The cell service was really good, and actually, my daughters locked, logged into the Wi Fi, and they preferred using the cell service. They said it worked better. So we have Verizon, and I was able to actually. Uh, do some work there, upload a YouTube video right from the camper using my Verizon hotspot, and it was no problem. Okay, fantastic. Was that YouTube video of the campground, or was it a Disney image maker's no, it, video? It was actually a, a photography uh, tutorial. Okay, cool. All right, listen, we're going to come back. We have a little bit more with Bill. He's got some more info about the campground for us. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Thetford. Aquabio is a new twist on holding tank treatments. It offers today's RVers a formaldehyde-free and bronopol-free formula. Thetford's next generation of holding tank solutions is camp campground friendly and complies with California regulations, which is not easy to do. The quick acting holding tank treatment eliminates odors while digesting waste and toilet paper to prevent clogging all without any harsh chemicals. Proudly made in the USA, Thetford's new Aquabio is formulated and tested safe for all RV and marine toilets, holding tanks, and septic systems. It comes in liquid, toss-ins, and dry options. I always go for the toss-ins, personally. Visit thetford.com for more information. All right, so Bill, any more info about that Carolina Pines RV resort, or just what else do you want to tell us? What are your, you know, your, your closing thoughts here on the campground? What's the big picture on this place? Okay. There's also a uh, 18 hole mini golf course that I forgot to mention on right next to the pool complex. Also, uh, it's it, right now. It's you know it's a new campground, and there actually is another phase that is yet to be built. So there's going they're adding another pool and even more campsites. So you know it's it's a really big resort, and one of the draws I think for people that like a Myrtle Beach vacation that has the beach involved is they do own a beach club that's about 20 minutes from the resort and they have shuttles that leave from the resort every half hour starting at 9 30 in the morning and then coming back at 5 30 is the last one so they run every half hour now these shuttles are not the only way you can you can drive to the beach club and there's a public parking lot across the street from it so you can and that's what we did we took our own truck i believe it was two dollars an hour to park 
And it's a, I'm trying to think of what to call It's not really a beach club, but what it is, is it's a, a building that you can go in. It has two bathrooms, um, a covered upstairs area with rocking chairs that overlook the pool that's there. And then there's a, I guess, a walkway that goes over the sand dune and right onto the beach there. So it's a great way to spend a beach day. There's no services like um, food or beverage services. They have a few vending machines. But we went there. We spent the day. We hung on the beach for a couple of hours. Then we came back over. We jumped in the pool for a little while. We were able to go up into the bathroom, change back into clothes, and then uh, drive off and you know, spend the evening at Broadway at the beach. So it was a really nice day. And it takes the pressure off of driving in yourself, looking for parking, figuring out, you know, what beach you're going to go to. That's that's a really pretty unique feature right there for this campground. Yeah, it's it's nice. Last year we stayed at Ocean Lakes, which is another, you know, high-end beach camping. And it's just – Ocean Lakes, it's nice to get up and just walk out of your camper and walk onto the beach. But the sites are much smaller, and it's they don't have the amenities at this level. So it's it's a little bit of a trade-off. You're not right on the beach, but you, you have a brand-new resort with unbelievable amenities and still have the ability, the ability to go to the beach. And, and look, nobody is going to be able to build this campground on the beach on the East Coast. It's just not possible. I mean, no, real estate is too not. expensive to build something like this right on the ocean. So, I mean, it makes sense that it's you know 20 minutes inland or whatever it might be. Now, I, I almost hesitate to add. I mean, we always like to say that, you know, nobody's perfect and every campground has something that can be improved. Uh, And it just really sounds like you love this place and you have me so excited to go. Is there something that you would like to see improved here? Yes. Well, you know, I don't know if it's something that they can do or it's just a a product of the campground being brand new. But there is zero shade here. It is full sun from the time the sun comes up until it goes down it, it i mean there's almost no sites that have shade so your your camper is just baking all day long and it was 95 degrees every single day that we were there so there is it's it's very hot the air conditioner in the rv was running all day long and uh, there's really nowhere to escape the the heat are, even around they, the pool are they growing trees though i mean are they, are they planting stuff around the sites yeah, every site has one small tree, but right now those trees are about seven feet tall. So it's going to take a long time for them to grow. And even around the pools, the the pools have plenty of lounge chairs. There was no issue with finding a chair or anything like that. But the only place that there are umbrellas are where the tables to you know if you wanted to get something to eat, they had some tables around the pool, and there were umbrellas there. And there's a there's a few of those. There's quite a few of those around the pool area. But if you wanted to sit in a lounge chair, the only thing they had were these, they were very cool, but they just need more of them. It's a rectangular shade that four lounge chairs fit underneath, and it has a retractable shade. So if two people in your party want the sun, you can move it so that it, you know, two people can be in the sun, two can be in the shade. But there's only four of those around in the entire pool area. And at 11 o'clock, there are people at the, when the pool's open, you have to run to those to get that for the day. Uh, other than that, there are cabanas that you can rent, and they cost $80 a day. But that's the only shade that there is. That's that's a great thing to let everybody know. And to our listeners who might be thinking, well, look, I really want to go here, but what time of year should I go? I mean, our family has done spring break in April at Myrtle Beach or Charleston 
probably eight times at this point. And for us personally, we love going to South Carolina, to coastal South Carolina in April, because it's like summer there already for us. I mean, we can swim in the ocean. The temperatures are usually in the upper 70s. So, you know, if you're hearing what Bill's saying, that it's hot and there's not a lot of shade, well, then, you know, that that might be welcoming in the spring. I mean, you might want that that warmth in the spring. Right. Um, but, you know, good tip for those uh, people to know if they're going to go in the summertime. Bill, thank you so much for that incredible review. And I'm uh, just so glad to finally get you on the show. We've talked about it for a while, and I really tr- yep. truly hope this is not the last time. And I want you to come back and give us some tips for taking great photos at the campground. And I want you right now to remind everybody where they can follow you in all of the different places that you uh, do great work. I would absolutely want to come back and talk. I'll, I'll talk photography with anybody. Um, if you wanted to check out our images, uh, you can go to Disney Image Makers on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, if you want to learn about photography, uh, we have hundreds, I don't even know how many videos on YouTube under Disney Image Makers, where we really talk about the nuts and bolts of shooting, about gear, why you may want to use a certain lens over another one. Uh, you know, just just everything about photography. We try to keep it pretty well rounded. It's not just a gear review site. You know, uh, even photo editing. There's a there's some Lightroom tutorials on there, and you know, just uh, general photography. Uh, that's pretty much it. And then a camper and a camera. We got to follow. Well, you yeah, there that, that's that's just my uh, my fun site. Uh, if you want to check that out, you can go to camper and a camera on um, Instagram. Now I'm going to end with a quick story here. So over a year ago, Bill invited me <laughs> to do some photography with a group of his friends who were all like amazing photographers, you know, and I was, uh, I was a little shy and embarrassed to go shoot with these guys. We had a really with no reason. There was no reason for <laughs> you to be. Well, we had a really fun night and both you and Eric and all your friends, just a really awesome group of guys. But then like a day or two later, Bill's like, Hey, can you send me one of your best pictures? I'm going to, you know, put a bunch of these pictures together and do a video. And I totally like cowered it out on it. I was like, I cannot <laughs> send him one of my photos. I don't want any you of know. these guys to see my pictures. Oh, come on. And I, you know, I've yet to see something from that night. I'm sure you must have. I saw you taking I think, pictures. I, think, you I must... think I burned that SD card. Oh, come it, on. It was cold that night. So well, listen, Bill, thank you so much. And I would love to to meet you guys at the campground sometime too. So hopefully we'll get oh, together absolutely. at the campground. Definitely. All right, cool. Thank you, Bill. Anytime. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas. And a big thank you to our sponsors. They provide great quality products and resources for RVers and also support the production of this show. We personally believe in them and are happy to share our favorite products with you. You can find blog posts and links with everything mentioned in this episode over at thervatlas.com. And you can join the friendliest group of RVers over on Facebook in our private RV Atlas group. And as always, we'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground.